Coming up on Talk is Cheap, we take a look at the Holloman Air Force Base landing. This was with Dwight Eisenhower, former president of the United States and an alien race. Up next on Talk is Cheap. Talk is cheap where cheapest talk and talk is cheap. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Holfeld here in the house. Happy New Year's, ladies and gentlemen. New Year's 2020. Can we believe it? I think I'd ever see this year. Pete Holb live joining me on my left. Dano. Hello, planet Earth and beyond. Question. Question. Ask you this every year. Oh, yeah. The, the resolution. Well, yeah. Tell us any resolutions this year. I think I'm clear right now. No like, resolutions needed. Exactly. Good. You met my, I met my goals ahead of time, ahead of schedule. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you know, great, great. Awesome. Well, good. You? No, nah, nothing. Yeah. yeah, screw that. Oh, come on. Yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Arizona. My New Year's resolution, Dan, is to, uh, oh, I'm not trying to think. 40 times? 40 times. Yep, 40 times. <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't Wild really women. Them. That would be a good New Year's resolution, you know? Oh, yes. But, uh, yeah, whatever. What do you do? Keep going. I'm, uh, the, I'm the epitome of clean living as it is, so what do I Yeah, you're the know? prime example. You're the poster child. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> with our mug there. Yeah. Talk is cheap. Uh, you know, filled with healthy vitamin water. That's right. Yeah, this is actually, tomorrow's the last day for the sale, folks. Hit the plug right away, but it is what it is. Last day, 20% off. Enter holiday 19 at checkout. You'll get yourself 20% off your order. Shirts over there. I got the disclosure slash now shirt and many more over there. Check it out. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something, but I guess I, yeah, yeah, no. You're I, speechless. Yeah, I left no, you speechless. I was, I was, you know, That's how good that deal is. I'll tell you what, Dan. What I, was, I was actually, to be perfectly honest, I was thinking about what. Uh, there's a couple more items I wanted to order off the website and I was thinking, uh, of what I was going to order. So see, I have to order them off the website too, folks. It's not like, you know, I get right. everything special. Dan's like out to the internet with you. And Pete. after the YouTube censorship, there's no Christmas presents at the network. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing under there. We don't even have a network tree this year. Yeah, during a, a low budget. Yeah. Pretty soon we'll have to sell the desk here. Yeah, we'll be on card tables and stuff. <laughs> Back to the I, old days. I'm not wearing any pants. I can't even afford those. So We used to do the show in the living room. That was yeah. That had its time. Yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago. All right. I'm going to cover... Yeah, what do you got for us, Daniel? The alien landing. This was at the Holloman Air Force Base between Dwight D. Eisenhower and, well, there was Nordics involved and also the Greys. But this was submitted by none other than Michael Landsman. Ooh, Michael Landsman. He's given us a lot of stuff to cover. Cool. And these are great subjects. These are out there, hard-hitting. There's actually some kind of documentation with this one. There are eyewitnesses. Yep. So there's something here, which is always good in our industry. Okay, so I'm going to give a little bit of a rough background here. So President Harry Truman left in 1953. And when he left, he made a classified, this classified, I wanted to find some evidence on this one, but it was a classified executive order 
form Majestic 12. And this was right during the Roswell crash in 1947. Mm -hmm. Crash happened. All right. He put his team together to study these things and uh, figure out what the hell they were. So basically... That happened in 47, and now we're seeing it now with To the Stars. They're doing the same damn I was, thing. I was, I was like, oh, I wonder if the To the Stars got a hold of the this under some military surplus auction, you know? Right, and like, Louis Elizondo knows about this yeah, stuff because he's talked about it. Like that TV sto- storage wars, you know? The military goes by the old warehouses. People bid on them. Oh, yeah. If you're familiar with that. Anyway, Go to so. S4 and bid on some old UFOs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> here we got a good night. This one doesn't and I grab, but you can yeah. tell, teleport yeah. or whatever. Yeah, all of these scratches will buff right out. You know, here's some 1947 crash. Right? Wreckage. So, uh... Okay, yep, continue. Sorry, I, I digress. So that Majestic 12 consisted of military personnel, scientists, all of them working together to understand mm-hmm. the communications, to communicate with UFOs and ETs. Mm-hmm. Then President Eisenhower came in, and he was very interested in the ETs, and I believe he kind of went on record saying that he was going to, like, uh, let this out of the bag, which didn't happen. But he was very interested in ETs, he is said to have met with them three times. We're going to kind of go over those. Once at Edwards Air Force Base in California, mm-hmm. and then two times at Hallowman Air Force Base in New Mexico. So the first one, uh, Edwards Air Force Base in California, this happened in February of 1954 at Palm Springs on vacation. He's said to have disappeared for several hours on a Saturday. He supposedly missed a scheduled Public dinner and not seen until the following morning. The cover story was that he chipped a tooth, went to the dentist. Hmm. And there's actually like... I would uh, think the dentist would go to him, but okay. <laughs> that's a good point. That's, don't we have a White House dentist? Maybe they don't... Uh, they didn't... Um, they, they just don't haul him down to the corner de- this was dentist back before, shop, you know? I mean, we're talking pre-Kennedy, Right? Right. So, you know, they didn't really have to worry too much about assassinations back then. Not uh, yeah, just, scared. yeah, yeah, you know, I guess, you know, don't mention that to Lincoln, but whatever. Oh, that was so <laughs> long ago. So they actually have like a Dwight D. Eisenhower library on the internet. So I went to the, and I kind of looked this thing up to see uh, the schedule that day, because they actually had like a secretary saying exactly what the hell the president's doing. So we got... The president was in his office. The president yeah. left the office. But you're getting to my point of how yeah. detailed this is. Like at 7.45 a.m., he was in his office. 8.55, he left his office. So we got, okay, it's Palm Springs, California up here, February 20th, 1954. And you got the whole day laid out here. And interesting. Return to, oh, Smoke Tree Ranch. Okay, I was like, what? Right here at 8 p.m., it says, sometime between 8 and 10 p.m., the president broke cap off. On his front tooth, and he went to the dentist in Palm Springs, California, to fix. No detail of who the dentist was. They should have had all that stuff logged there, and they didn't. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, nobody that went with them or, you know. You know. Huh. Yeah, that was the first page right there. About Yeah, here's the like detailed view. The president and Mr. Eisenhower held a reception at the ranch. Here's the following, the following guess. guess yeah. And they can't say who the damn dentist was. Oh, eh, interesting. I guess you could blow it off and be like, oh, whatever. 
oh, it was eight o'clock. Maybe that person, you know, was at the end of their shift or something. So here's what's interesting about this. So years later, the dentist widow said she had no recollection of ever being told by her husband that he had done. So they found the the alleged dentist, though. Apparently, the widow. Well, yeah, the widow of the dentist. They okay. Hmm. I mean, if he's going to work on the president's you teeth, it's going to be a big... Been, yeah, you would have talked about that at the dinner table. Oh, Guess yeah. who came into my office today, sweetheart, you know? And he probably would have maybe... I don't. I suppose they didn't have photography back then as well. Well, yeah, they did. I would have had him sign his spit rag yeah. or something. Right? They could have did know? something. Yeah. And it, it would have been a, a big event in his life. Yeah. So supposedly at that point, he was out on a spaceship cruising around with his alien buddies, right? Is that what we're supposed to take away from that? No, uh, I'm going to get into the... Okay, this is the first meeting. So the first meeting with the aliens and President Eisenhower occurred at Edward, Edward Air Force Base in February of 1954. Navy Commander Charles L. Suggs reported that his father had attended the meeting between Ike and the ETs. Eisenhower met with two Nordic-appearing blue-eyed ETs. A third one stood near the door as a lookout. I actually have kind of a picture. This is like an artist's rendition of kind of what was uh, they looked like. They almost kind of look from this photo blue ish. Yeah, yeah. But you know, they're they gray. A, almost kind of Egyptian like. Yeah, look at the head headdress or head yeah, the headpiece or whatever that they're wearing. Oh. Very pronounced nose. So the discussions were polite. Eisenhower wanted to make a treaty with the aliens, but was unwilling to agree to their demand that we cease our nuclear testing. The aliens left with no treaty in place and returned... Perhaps the aliens want to take our guns too, man. That's crazy. <laughs> they left with no treaty in place, but returned next year to Holloman's Air Force Base in New Mexico, not too far from the famous Roswell incident for a subsequent meeting with Eisenhower. They, I've, I've, I've read a lot about this. They were really big on, you know, we want to trade, we want to help your civilization, but you got to get rid of the nuclear testing... At the same time, being in Eisenhower's place with whether they just get off Cold War or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to build up the defense. So it's like, what do you do? You have this powerful off-world civilization coming in telling you that you not to have this certain type of weapon. That tells me you want that certain type <laughs> of weapon, you know. So there's a letter here. This is Gerald Light. Letter, I believe is what they're classifying this one as. There's a claiming witness to all this stuff. So in this letter, it says, During my two-day visit, I saw five separate and distinct types of aircraft being studied and handled by our Air Force officials with assistance and permission of the Ethereans. I have no words to express my reactions. And then he goes on farther to say in this that Eisenhower was going to go directly to the people and tell them about this. From what I could gather, an official statement to the country is being prepared for delivery about the middle of May. So how, what stopped Eisenhower from doing this? Did you, did you figure that out? I did not see anything on that. But we know that Eisenhower's farewell address, you know, he talked about beware the military-industrial mm-hmm. complex. Yeah, so, so maybe they shut him down. But I think whew, if he would have came out with that, yeah, we'd been, been cool. in a different world today. We can't handle the truth, man. You can't handle the truth. Do you have that on They're there? perpetrated by our own government. <laughs> so now this will lead in us into our Holloman Air Force Base. There's some other eyewitnesses. We'll uh, take a look after the break. Short break. We'll be right back, folks. 
Hey guys, Dan Holfeld here. I wanted to jump in here quick and tell you that we're having a sale, 20% off our entire store. When you're at your checkout, enter the code HOLIDAY19, you'll get 20% off your order and it helps support the network and it's giving you guys a good deal. I only offer a discount like once a year during this holiday season. I'm not like Alex Jones where I do a sale every week. I do it once a year. If you're waiting to buy something, now's the time. 20% off, this is the biggest percentage off I have done at the store ever. Go over there, check it out, and we appreciate your support on the network. Welcome back to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Hoffel in the house with Pete Halbleib. Yo, Dan, oh, cool. 20%, man. Save yourself 20%. Yeah, yeah I think I'm going to order another item. We got a couple days left. Dude, we should have did it during the commercial break. I should have. You know, <laughs> it would have probably taken me about that long. Yeah. Yep. It was simple and easy. You know, summer's going to be here again before we know it. Beach towel looks nice. We just got done yes. with Eisenhower at Edwards Air Force Base. Yep. So you had that meeting. Now there's a couple of the dental work. Yep. The dental work cover story. So now the Holloman Air Force Base, this allegedly took place in 1954 in New Mexico. Now, what's interesting about this is approximately 300 people seen Air Force One land at Holloman Air Force Base. Okay. I actually have a picture of what he was flying. No, I don't. I'll put it up in B-roll. Oh, right on. Uh, the original Air Force One for that time. Tell it's older. It's got the prop. Propellers yeah, on yeah, it. Sure. Yeah, because jet technology was still in its infancy at that point. It actually still could fly a lot faster than, well, I guess they always let them fly faster than commercial flights. Mm -hmm. That's just how it goes. But then tower, so when they landed, the tower was instructed to turn off the radar. Um, there's speculation that this had to do with the radar interfering with the UFOs. Uh -huh. yep, so yep. they couldn't be able to land. Actually, that's what William Cooper said when they wanted to bring the UFOs down. They good old fashioned radar brought them down. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They directed they juice it up and direct the 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 beam at them or whatever. And so, what happened? Air Force One's on the ground. The tower turns off the radar. Three round objects are then seen in the sky. One lands about two hundred feet in front of Air Force One, and then another hovered, and then the third actually disappeared from visibility, taking the lookout point. <laughs> A man presumed to be Eisenhower descended the steps of Air Force One. He was seen shaking hands with a being at the door of the saucer and then entered the saucer-shaped craft. Ike was in the saucer for about 45 minutes. And when this came in, there was this picture too. There was there's a, one of the witnesses, and I'll have the link for the website. Uh, there's also audio um, of one of the kids talking about her dad was a a uh, electrician. He was on a telephone pole at the base when this happened. I got a picture here. How could they let that happen? Well, ever it was what they were instructed to do is, is it was business as usual. Mm -hmm. Like they knew some people knew Eisenhower was landed. They saw Air Force One over there. Sure. They're like this is business as usual. You can't go over there talk to him. Blah Kick blah blah. So what he was doing, he was working on this telephone pole, and he seen the UFO, and he came down so fast yeah, yeah. in record time. Jump, yeah, jumped probably, right? But there's a, like, the, he was telling this to his kids and stuff, and they told they other people. It, and, yeah, yeah. and then they, the, the accounts on the 
the YouTube link I'll put in the description if you guys want to listen to that. It was, you know, there's some uh, witness stuff here, so that's mm-hmm. huge. Okay, so he went on the UFO, came back off. When he left, he was not wearing a hat, and what was clearly visible to many observers... Everybody knew it was President Eisenhower. Yeah, they were saying that basically beyond belief that this is Eisenhower. Hmm. Another account, it was uh, Timothy Good coming forward. He was a former Pentagon consultant. He came forward in 2012 talking about this, and he said the ETs wanted, they wanted peace, and then they wanted the U.S. to discontinue their nuclear weapons. That is such a theme in all of this alien contact stuff. Get rid of nuclear weapons and live in peace, you know? That's taken out of context. (laughs) I'm not going to argue with Alex. That's uh, Eddie Bravo. Oh, that's Eddie Bravo? Yeah. I thought that was Alex. You know Eddie? No. He's a little little crazy. He's a flat earther now. (laughs) I don't know how much credibility he's got. Right? Flying like a Frisbee through the space. (laughs) But, uh, okay. So, long story short, the treaty didn't work out with the Nordic groups because we didn't want to agree to the nuclear disarmament. So later, Eisenhower signed the treaty with the Greys. Now, what that treaty entailed was five points. Number one, we would not be involved in their affairs, and they would not become involved in ours. I could say that that was held true for quite some time. Mm -hmm. They would help us with developing our technology. That makes sense how the government got all this anagrav, working on UFOs, get the Bob Lazar at S4 Area 51. Number three, they would not make a treaty with any other nation. That might have been broke. They might have went with the Germany. Okay. Oh, right, because Germany, Germans supposedly worked with the Greys. Right. Yep, yep. Unless it was a different type of Grey. There's mm, many yeah. subgrits. So, yeah, seven, 72 different species of aliens anyway, right? Number four. And this is the big one that you always think of when you hear about greys. They could abduct humans for various experiments, but had to provide names of all those they abducted to Earth's MJ-12 committee. Now, this was broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they went crazy. Because they, they started, like you said, going crazy and, um, and taking more than they were giving names for back to the government. Yeah, and, and they would do whatever they did to them and then dump them right back out on the city street. They got them and stuff. Because presumably, the government, I suppose, wanted this so they could, okay, this person was contacted. Let's try to, like, defuse the situation. Yeah, yeah. Pay them off or otherwise dispose so of the problem. you've seen something you know? that whatever your mind's making it up, you're psychotic. They yeah, can throw yeah. them in a mental institution, institution or whatever. threaten them, threaten their family if they say anything, right? But number five that they have to agree to was the public would not be informed about the existence of ETs. Now that has held true for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And originally the Nordic group and their first meeting with Eisenhower, they wanted the ET presence to be disclosed to the population. Okay. So now uh, the third meeting, uh, the, the 1964 there's three UFOs that flew into Holloman Air Force Base. Again. So there's actually a, a video. This is supposedly, uh, allegedly, as I think yep, you like yep, to say, yep. is the video of it happening, one of the UFOs coming down. So let's really? go ahead and roll that beautiful bean footage. Yes, nice. Good <laughs> reference. So for those listening, it's pretty grainy video. 
we got something that looks kind of like an orb. Um, if you look at it, there might be some something coming off the sides of it. But it's pretty bad. Now we got another angle, and it looks like this is like a white dot. And again, that's still pretty footage. interesting. You know, I would like to see w w the whole video when they cut it off like that, man. You know, th that person had to have been running minutes and minutes and minutes worth of video. Let's, oh, yeah, let's just, yeah. Let's see it. Um, this guy commented here. Oh, yeah. The landing, the aliens, contact was the rest of the film. Good question. Oh, well, the other, the other guy. This. Yeah, the other guy. Sorry. He says, uh, I was in the Air Force for several years, and this definitely looks like a fighter aircraft landing in the distance with his landing lights on and being filmed very near the runway. If you watch very closely, you'll notice that the clip was run forward and then reversed. I thought I noticed it go in reverse. I, I wasn't quite yeah. sure, though. But that's the thing. It's like you don't really know. Crappy camera footage. He's he's not wrong. Anybody could just have filmed that and, and said, oh, that was during that time. Oh, yeah, must be that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it, it, that's why the whole video panned out over the Air Force Base. You know, you know what I'm saying, and showing a disc on the tarmac with creatures going in or coming out or whatever, and that would have been much much easier to, right. to swallow. So this was uh, this one goes three humanoids with blue gray complexions dressed in tight fitting flight suits were met by the Air Force Base Command and then four other officials. The aliens stayed for several days, and their aircraft was purportedly repaired. What was discussed in the meetings is still a mystery. It was also still a mystery as to why so many people could have been involved in the meetings and to date so many few people have broken their silence. Um, that's what we get a lot. You think with this many people being involved in this stuff, yep. why hasn't something leaked? Uh, people come out and talked about it a little bit. Well, that's what they always say, but the people that do get threatened or ridiculed or whatever, you know, so they... They get dismissed and then buried, and then their accounts never make it on online. Now, I came across this. This is really interesting. So a former legislator hmm. issues a statement on official who, Eisenhower who alien meeting. Who is this former legislator? Now, this is Henry McElroy, McElroy of Junior. New Hampshire. I would like to submit to our nation my personal testimony of one document related to one of these ongoing topics which I saw while in office serving on the State Federal Relations and Veterans Affairs Committee. The document I saw was an official brief to President Eisenhower. To the best of my memory, this brief was pervaded with a sense of hope and it informed President Eisenhower of the continued presence of extraterrestrial beings here in the United States of America. The brief seemed to indicate that a meeting between the president and some of these visitors could be arranged as appropriate if desired. The tone of the brief indicated to me that there was no need for concern since these visitors were in no way causing any harm or had any intention whatsoever of causing any disruption then or in the future. While I can't verify the times or places 
or that any meeting or meetings occurred directly between Eisenhower and these visitors because of his optimism. Oh, that's good right there. So yeah. we get the picture. Oh, McElroy spilling the beans. So. <laughs> well, that's what I love. These people get older. Like, screw it. It's yeah. time. Yeah. And, but, and you know what? What I hate about it is that nobody cares. Yeah. This should have been plastered um, all over. This guy should have been on tours talking about it. And this was definitely like a VHS type and, thing and look published at, in 2010. And it's only got 15,000 views. Yeah. This is huge history here. But yet, let's uh, worry about Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, that's what's important, man. All right. Yep. Yep. What do you got? What's uh, next? Last, oh, I want to tie this back to your episode. Oh, Orion yeah. Ryan Cube. So you're saying Eisenhower got some uh, technology. Uh, allegedly, according to Dan Burrish, I think it was Dan that claimed this. Don't I, don't quote me on that, folks. But a, according to the, yeah, to the internet sources out there, supposedly... Uh, Eisenhower received uh, basically an Orion cube, which was uh, an advanced piece of technological. And we don't know what that did. Yeah, at I all. didn't know. Okay. It, it was tied in with the, the episode of the Project Looking Glass. I don't know if it was That's a Looking Glass yeah, or I what, never, but I never ran around, ran into that Orion cube. In that, my, uh, yeah, that was the first time I, I had think heard of if it. Technology got exchanged that it would have been said, well, Burrish is on a different end of that. Yeah. D class, I guess, versus they probably gave us Bluetooth technology or something. Right, yeah. you know, at, at, the, at the time, 1954, that'd have been pretty cool, man. You know, <laughs> Velcro wasn't that? Yeah. <laughs> they gave us LEDs. tang. They they gave us tang and that astronaut ice cream. The recipe for astronaut ice cream. You no, that. you're totally right. Yeah, I'm sure I am. <laughs> Thanks. That was that. Was that Alex there? That was. That was okay. He was the night manager. Mm. <laughs> I wanted to use that. I should have used it for that clip. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, folks, thanks for watching. Remember, one day left for the sale, 20% off. If you were on the fence about getting something, now's the time that sale's going to be done. Maybe another year. We'll see if we throw another one out, but that is... Yep. Discount code HOLIDAY19. Okay, dude, I tell you, we're in here trying to film a damn episode of Talk is Cheap. Do a pan, Pete. The studio here from the south side. Trying to film a damn episode of Talk is Cheap for you, ladies and gentlemen. There's a freaking engine going on. We got to scream over everything. Let's go move this stuff. Yep. We're commandeering a tractor. And there, there goes the noise issue. 